0: Hello and welcome to the Change With Him Real Rob Dean's podcast. I'm your host Sarah Puccaro. It is so incredible to connect with you today. Um, I realized <laughs> this is my little place to hide and I think that's okay. I, I really, I was contemplating, do I make a video of myself recording this and what we're going to dive into and go into today or do I do I just use audio? And as I contemplated this, I felt this message. It's okay. I'm a safe place to hide. And this is the real Robert Redeemed podcast, and I truly believe that along our journey to healing and getting to know who God is and understanding this whole God thing, air quotes, God thing, as I spend time with him every morning reading his word, i I heard I'm a safe place to hide. And that's part of the process. It's part of the healing journey. Is to feel that we have a safe place to hide, hiding in comfort, hiding in shelter. Almost like I mean, I love being outdoors in nature. And when we when we go hiking, uh, that depending on what the external circumstances and situations are those things outside of you my daughter and i were hiking a while back in spring break and a huge storm came like a storm that i was afraid of a storm that i'm like oh fuck, we're we're stuck and I have no idea how long we're going to be stuck here. And we we found shelter. We took refuge in these boulders. And it, it honestly, everything is. It was divine timing. So we're hiding in these boulders as rain is coming, pouring on us. And I'm looking around. The sky is so dark. I've got my dog who's all of like 10 pounds, zero fat. He's a little miniature pincher. I'm like, fuck, he has no fat. Like he's going to freeze. He's just shaking on me, like trying to bury in me looking at me like mom and i'm like i'm so sorry and just praying and worshiping i'm asking god to just just help us get out of there alive and safely all the while i hear this voice in my head that i I know is from the enemy you're a horrible mom like you knew that it was a forecast chance of rain today and still you were so selfish you wanted to get outside you didn't just make it an inside movie day and i'm like fuck i should have done that should have listened to my daughter and she's like i just want to watch movies all day i'm like no We're not watching movies all day. (laughs) So I heard a safe place to hide and chose, I mean, I have incredible videos and tons of other videos that are on YouTube and Facebook and everywhere, but this is different. This little corner of the internet is very different and it's different because he's involved in it. It's different because he's a part of it and I'm different because of it. So it is a safe place to hide. So decided today to just have this conversation with you through your ears just with the sound of my voice and his voice. And that is because this is a very real raw, Redeemed podcast. I share things, I share things that I I don't share with other people, but I shared this with a friend this morning and it was his birthday. And this is a dear friend who is learning to let love in and, and has been just processing a lot recently. And I know that God is a part of every step of the process, every step of the journey. And when we're processing and we're realizing our own weaknesses, but we don't have him in our life, we don't have Jesus in our life. Jesus is strong when we are weak. It feels like we have to be strong ourselves and it feels like we're carrying the weight of all of it ourselves. And it can feel really, really heavy. It can feel like a huge, massive burden to carry on our own when we're processing this and we're telling ourselves that we're not with him, that we're alone. And whether we say we are or we aren't, we're right. So our experience and perception of this is is right for us. And he doesn't want us, and he actually didn't design us or create us to go through any of this in what feels like alone, but it's up to us to let him in my life has completely transformed and changed since i let jesus in and since i became afraid to call it or universe or spirit or source or divine all of those things are like nicknames for jesus and i think a lot of us call jesus something else other than jesus because we're afraid of what everyone else will say if we're like i love jesus like okay you fucking freak you're a weirdo no (laughs) so i think a lot of us kind of shortcut it like oh i believe in something bigger something greater i don't know what it is though yes you do you're just afraid and it's the very same thing that we experience when we experience all of our fears we're just afraid we're just afraid because we don't believe that we're worthy and deserving of what he is trying to give us. And so we block ourselves from receiving what he has already gifted us. And we're rejecting the gift of love. And all of our relationships will reflect that. So our conversation through contemplation this morning was around energetically Attracting the relationships that are a perfect aligned match and mirror for where you're at in life today. And it was through the conversation of not having a conversation with a particular person that this was was revealed, that my old past, my old self was revealed. That when I was in a corporate job, I was traveling. Um, for my my position the boss of the company at that time i knew how to think for me everyone knew it and although nothing ever happened with us because i was really repulsed and creeped out by the energy between us. Like I knew it and it didn't feel good. I knew that he was also sleeping with another one of the managers and everyone knew it. They tried to hide it and they were pretty good about keeping it discreet and on the DL, but we had traveled to Texas together. There was four of us. Uh, Yes. Hold on. Let me count. One, two, three, four. There was four of us and there was a, a Texas manager over the territory at that time. And it was incredible, this connection and awareness that I was completely repulsed by the boss of the company sleeping with one of the managers. And in all honesty and integrity, I was doing the same thing. I ended up sleeping with one of the managers. I was repulsed by it because both of them were married. Both of them had pictures of their spouse and their children all over their desks. And as you would walk up to them to ask them a question, you'd see the picture of them Uh, the boss and the manager uh, and their spouse and their children, young children, and you knew that they were fucking each other. You knew that they were sleeping together and people knew it and people talked about it and they talked about how long it had gone on. And I could feel the jealousy between the other woman manager and myself because she knew that her boss wanted to to do the same thing with me, like wanted to fuck me. I mean, people told me I could feel the energy of it. And it was like, ugh, that's disgusting. Like I would never do that. Yet When I'm looking back, I was, I was sleeping with another manager, a male manager who was married, but the marriage was dissolving. And I would hear the stories about it. And of course we'd go out to bars and get drunk after work. And it was like, oh, you know, we're done. We're over. We're just finalizing things. And that's what i use to justify things to justify doing the things that i knew were not right to do like sleeping with someone who I I knew was only using me for that, but I justified as, oh, it was, I was having fun and I was in a horrible, fucked up, abusive, toxic relationship that I felt like I couldn't get out of. And I, this was an escape, This sleeping with his manager who was married was an escape. And meanwhile, I was repulsed by two other people in the same company, same position, the same proximity, doing the same thing. And I know that wherever we're at in life, we energetically magnetize and attract the very things that we need at that time. And a lot of times we look back on hindsight and we can see, holy fuck, like I was doing the same thing as the people who I said were disgusting for doing. Like, who am I? I was no better. And I think a lot of us have this experience with humbleness and this revealing and it's no wonder I was in an environment of a, a work environment at that time that, that didn't shun that and ended up going to Texas with that team. And it was interesting. I mean, the next day, the next morning, like the, the boss and the manager, you could tell, like, we, we were all staying in the same hotel that one of them was just going to grab something from their room. After we had all been out drinking all night, we were there for two nights. And The first night, I I can't remember if it was the first or second, there was a lot of alcohol involved. When you have a company paying for your food and dinner and drinks, there's generally a lot of alcohol involved. And at that place and time in my life, there was a lot of alcohol involved in all the choices that I made. (laughs) Uh, Funny, not funny, but there was. So one of the nights I ended up going home with the manager over the Texas territory and uh, at the time... I was seeing someone, had been with them for a couple of years. They flew out to stay in my hotel and they were basically left alone in my hotel. I didn't go back until five in the morning. My phone died. Uh, the manager of Texas took me uh, after. I was like, no, I can't sleep with you. I can't sleep with you. Oh, you know, like, like we do. Like, oh, no, I have more self-respect. I have more self-decency. No, I didn't. But I knew that what I was doing was wrong, was not right, and I knew I was going to fucking be in, in a, a massive fight, and I didn't want to face the fight. So therefore, I stayed and did things I shouldn't have done and said I wasn't doing. I'm like, you're fucking lying to yourself, right? We'll just put it in just for a minute. Like, what? <laughs> might as well go all the way because you've gone all the way. Oh, the stories that we tell ourselves when we're doing really fucked up things are just wildly crazy. So um, ended up being a massive fight. Um, Of course, ended up getting back together with an incredible intense amount of shame and guilt. And then the next morning, the um, airport ride back like you could tell that the the boss and the other manager had had fucked each other and it was pretty clear and apparent although they were like no we each went better to our own bedroom like there wasn't anything said about that but you could just tell you can tell there's an energy there's an energy there's a frequency there's a story to everything and most stories don't need words to tell you can just tell and through the contemplation of the conversation this morning it was we are Energetically alike with the people in our lives, if they're avoiding having a conversation because of the avoidance of confrontation, and and you are constantly in a state of well, you know, I can't talk to. The, I I tried, and and they well, a trying is an energy of failure. But are you really half-ass trying when you're saying they're really half-ass trying? Because a lot of times, what we're saying about them is a revelation within. Oh, they do this. And if you look at it with honesty, if you look at it with clear eyes, you see that you're in alignment with that. You're doing the same thing as well. And I think a lot of us avoid that. And I know that, you know, I'm not perfect in many areas of my life. I can see that. And I'm like, oh, fuck. A lot of times we're like, I don't like seeing that. So I'm just going to turn my face to that. And when we do that, we stay in denial, we stay in avoidance, we stay away from growth. And then we say, no, I'm growing, but are we really? Or are we constantly continuously being presented with opportunities to reflect in the way that we're living, we're thinking, we're feeling, we're believing? If it's a mirror and God is like, hey, let me show you, let me show you, you, not let me just show you them. Yeah, they're doing it too. And, and you're living your life with them because you are living your life in alignment with that. You're doing the same thing. You're no better than them. And that's why we're called to humble ourselves before the Lord. And a lot of us try and, and avoid that or we don't believe in that or we say that doesn't work. But he is the one that when we humble ourselves in front of can transform us and and will meet us will always 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 no matter how fucked up the shit is that we do will always meet us with compassion and love and understanding. And if you don't understand that, understand that you need to read your bible. It talks about a lot of really fucked up shit and really fucked up people. People who God loved, people who God adored, people who God called his. I mean, people who murdered other people, committed adultery, g- g- knocked other people up when they were someone else's spouse. Like, go read about King David. You're like, wow, it's really fucked up. Wow, God, you loved him. You anointed him. You blessed him. And he's like, yes. And I want to love, anoint, and bless you, too. Because guess what? He was fucked up and so were you. He was doing the same thing. The things that he knew he shouldn't be doing, the things that he knew were wrong. And I still loved him. I still called him my own. I still blessed him. And I will do the same thing for you. So reading the Bible has honestly humbled me and allowed me to talk about these types of things honestly and and say, you know, I've slept with married men. Not proudly say, but honestly say. And I knew it was wrong when I was doing it. I knew it was wrong before I decided to do it. I knew I was on that path and I knew I didn't know where the path would lead. I was hoping it would just lead to having fun and not getting caught. And I think that a lot of us hope that it will lead to just always having fun and not getting caught. I think a lot of us hope that we can do the things that we want to do that are pleasures of the flesh without the consequences of them. And there were significant and severe consequences to that, ones that I'm not going to get into on this episode, but there were, and they were life-altering, they were life-changing. And there were moments, it took years after, where I had to, again, humble myself before God and ask beg and and tell him, let him know it's okay if you don't forgive me for this because I don't even know if I can forgive myself for this. It's okay. I understand if you can't if you can't love me the way that I hope that you can love me because I did this. I made this choice. I consciously made this choice. I dwelled on it and I knew how wrong it was and I was so fucking scared of what I couldn't see and what I didn't know. But what I imagined would be the consequence of me doing these things that I decided to do them anyway, because I thought it was a better way. And that was at a time that I didn't have a relationship with him. I didn't lean into him. I didn't say, hey, your ways are better. Your ways are higher. Get me the fuck out of here. But we can say that. We can talk to God like that. I talk to God like he's he's my person. He's right there. He's sitting next to me. I don't sugarcoat it because he knows, Sarah, the word fuck is going to fly out of your mouth. And, and I love you. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to worry about, oh, you can't say fucking love Jesus because look at you, you do. (laughs) And then I laugh and I'm like, God, thank you for seeing me as I am. Thank you for meeting me where I am. Thank you for loving me as I am. Thank you for being the one who doesn't shame me because a lot of us, especially personally, my experience is in this quote unquote Christian culture we have to look a certain way, act a certain way, speak a certain way or else. And it's this or else kind of punishment or else, or else what? And it's this rejection, repulsion kind of energy that happens. And it's like, or else what? You're not going to like me. I won't fit in with you. And we all need to be liked, loved, fit in, feel that we belong, that we belong, that we're accepted as we are, that we don't need to change who we are. Maybe we need to change our actions and our behaviors, but who we are when we're fully loved by God and by Jesus, and when we've let Jesus into our heart and our lives, is perfect in His eyes. And there's a constant, continuous humbling of ourselves before him to say, I'm not perfect. I'm a fucked up person. I need you. These thoughts are not taking me down a path and a road that I want to go, but I feel pulled towards them. And God will continue to put relationships in our lives that, that match, mirror, and reflect where we're at. And if we're like, I don't like this about you, and we turn that around and we say, I don't like this about me. We finally get to see the places in our lives and in our mind and our heart that God wants to come in. And we see he's been trying to come in and we've been locking and closing the door, slamming the door in his face in anger, going, you can't come in here. Kind of like when we're angry and we get in an argument with someone we love or a child, leave me alone. And then we slam the door and he's like, I'm not going to barge my way in. I'm going to sit right outside this door. And when you decide that you're ready to let me come inside, I will hold you. I will love you. I will wipe away your tears. I will let you cry. I will not make you feel bad for what led up to this. I will just embrace you with love. I will wrap you in my arms with love, with warmth, with compassion, with kindness, with acceptance, with understanding. And that's what God wants to do in all the areas of our lives. And when we're in times of our lives like that, where we're like, fuck, fuck, shit's fucked up right now. How did it get here? We look around and we're like, wow, these people who I'm saying are horrible people because of what they're doing, what am I doing? What am I doing that's like that, that's similar to that, that's an energetic match to that? I'm pointing the finger at them when I really should be looking at myself. And asking God to come into these places in my heart, my mind, and my soul, and my life, and help me, help me the way a best friend would help me. A lot of us really only go to our best friend. And we leave God out of the equation. He's like, hey, bestie, what's up? And you don't reply. It's like we get a daily text message or Instagram post from him. Hey, boo, what's up? Thinking of you. And we're like, yeah, I'll get back to you later. I'm busy. But then we reply to our best friend and we go down this rabbit hole of like, nah, 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 like bullshit distraction. And then we say, oh, I don't have time for God. Really? Because you just made time to watch two hours of Netflix. Oh, yeah, but that's different. Um, okay. It is different. You're right. What's important? sitting around and complaining how fucked up everyone else is, which is really just a reflection of how fucked up I am and not admitting it and not going to God about it. Yeah. Huh. So anyways, right? And then we just brush it under the rug and we just say it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters most. And when we had this conversation, it was like, you know, certain friendships and relationships can only go so far. And I know the Bible talks about being equally yoked. And when I look back at that part of my life, fuck, I was equally yoked. I was an adulteress. I was a cheater. I was a drunkard. I was equally yoked with these people who like really only gave a fuck about their own fleshly pleasures. That was me. Hi. Like in AA, when you have to raise your hand and go, hi, my name is Sarah and I am, right? It was a declaration of who I said I was a reflection of who I was. I I just had to look to my right and my left. I had to look at the environments that I was in and the people I was surrounded with and go, hi, I'm just like all of them. And there's humility in, in being able to admit that. There's an honor in being able to admit that. And there's a reflection in admitting that. Not everyone changes, and you can't ever force anyone to change. But when you invite God into your life, and your heart, and your mind, and your soul, and you are you are so ready. You're ready to receive love, mercy, compassion, acceptance, forgiveness, and grace. He is right there to pour it in, on, and all throughout you. And a lot of us don't experience that because we don't receive that. We want the benefit but we don't want to put in the work now i want to feel all that but i don't want to read my bible because that's weird it's an old outdated wannabe textbook i don't believe in it you know i believe in universe who the fuck do you think created the universe he is the creator of the universe God with a body. Jesus wrapped himself up in flesh. He walked on this earth. He lived a perfect life because he knew y'all are going to live a fucked up life. You don't need to worry about not being perfect because Jesus was. And we accept him into our heart and our soul and mind, our life. Everything changes. Everything changes. I look back on that time when I worked in that environment, when I was keeping myself connected with those people, surrounded by those people, I could have made different choices. Yeah, I could have. We all could have made different choices, but to stay in the coulda, woulda, shouldas only keep us fucked up. I look at it and I say, oh my gosh, I see how I was just like them. So if we're pointing out negativity or we're criticizing others, what if we looked at ourselves and said, thank you, God, for this gift of revealing within me what I desire to experience changing? Oh, I can't have a conversation with this person. They're always so avoidant. They just shut it down. They don't really see it. Eesh. Eesh. I can't have a conversation. I avoid conversation. I shut down conversation. Yeah, but you know, it takes two willing people, and they're just not willing. I've already tried. Eesh. Eesh. <laughs> You're right. And the crazy thing is we always get to be right. Right. We get to be right. It feels so fucking good to be right. And when we say that we can't because of them and we're right, we're limiting ourselves. We're keeping ourselves stuck. And it's like God is going, hello, hello, look in the mirror. I'm calling you. Will you look in the mirror, please? Will you see that this is being revealed within you? It's an area that you desire to experience change and transformation in, and I'm here to help you. So, I you don't have to do it alone because I know how fucking hard it feels to do it on your own. Will you pick up the phone, please? Because I'm here to do it with you. You've got this. The words you need, the power you need, it all comes from me. And you're like, oh, Jesus is calling. I'll call it back later. I, I'm busy right now. He can leave a voicemail. He can leave a message. And you know, when when I if I have time later, I'll get back to him. It's no big deal. Yeah. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, my gosh. Really? That is so crazy. I can't believe she would do that. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. You deserve so much better. Ah, oh, girl, 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 girl. You deserve so much better. Oh, my God. And then we just continue on without him calling him mine. Oh, my God. But really, we're not living in a way that he is ours. And we're like, well, no, he's not mine. Like, I can't own him. And we get in this stupid conversations about that because we don't know the truth of who he is. He lives within us and he wants to create transformation within us. But we've slammed the door and he's like, okay, well, let me give you something you'll listen to. You'll listen to other people. Let me surround you with people who are an energetic match and mirror to you and where you're at in life to let you know y'all all need me. And we're like, what? No, not me. That Jesus thing, that's for other people. That's for weirdo people. That's for Jesus freaks. Those are for the revived. Those are the quote unquote born again. And they're weird. They're boring. Yeah. Do they even have any fun? Like they don't even drink. They don't even do fun things. I want to live a life that is full of doing fun things. So yeah, that's me. Hashtag. This is the real me. (laughs) I do fun things. (laughs) Highlight reel. My life is perfect. I'm not going to tell anyone about what I'm actually doing behind the scenes. Well, guess what? Jesus knows all the things, love. Yeah, he knew all the things that I was doing then. He knows all the things he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows it all. He knows all the things I'm doing now. And he's here to help me with it all. He's here to help you through it all. He really is. There's worship songs, through it all, through it all, right? And he's like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. My eyes are on you. He's watching us. And that's not in a creepy way. That's like when we keep our eyes on him, our path is made straight. We feel like we're in a dark corner stuck in like a maze. And we can't figure out how to get to the path that leads out of the maze and the matrix of life. He's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And we're like, no, I can't. I got to look down like I can't. He's like, look at me, look at me, look at me. No, no, I can do this on my own. And he's like, okay, you're stuck in that corner with everyone else who's doing the same fucked up shit that you are. Yeah. You're saying that they're not doing this. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you not doing it too? Are you not doing it either? Hmm. Like, that's not funny. I'm not laughing speaking truth into you and Jesus will come in and speak some truth into you and you're probably not going to like it because it feels like truth. But the truth is he comes in with love. He comes in with grace. He comes in with mercy. He doesn't come in to reveal your flaws. He comes in to help you believe that you're not your flaws, to show you You're not your flaws. When God comes in and you've let Jesus in, he shows you Jesus. He shows you healing. He shows you perfection. He shows you the essence and the character, the restoration, the frequency, the vibration, the energy of love, of truth, of compassion, of forgiveness, of mercy, and grace. When he sticks that mirror in your face, You don't see you and all your flaws and all your stories of the past and all the people that you shouldn't have been doing all the things with. You see Jesus. And that is fucking humbling. That will bring you to your knees. And you'll hear a voice that says, you don't deserve to be seen like that. And when you know the truth of who he is, You know, that's why he sent his son to do what he did so that you can be seen like that in his eyes and live with him forever for eternity. So you don't need to worry about living your life perfect or worry about the fucked up mistakes you made in the past and the things that you've done that you believe you can't be forgiven for, or you worry you haven't learned from enough, or you worry you haven't grown from enough. All the fucking enoughness goes, goes out the window he says, my son is enough, my word is enough. You don't need to alter it, change it, add to it, or take away from it. It's Jesus. I invite you to contemplate on all this today. And I invite you to let him in so that he will do what only he can do. He's changed everything for me, and I want that for you too. I love you guys. Thank you for hiding with me today in this little corner of the world called this podcast, wherever you're listening to this from. Sending you so much love. And if you haven't yet, invite Jesus into your life. Stop being afraid. Stop calling it another name. Say, hey, Jesus, I hear you knocking. I'm done with the hiding. Come into my heart, my mind, my soul, my life. I want to call you a friend till the end. I love you guys. We'll see you soon.